0: Inside the Ring is sponsored by Eggweights, Liquid IV, and Goalie. Hey everyone, what's going on? It's Rebecca Ruber with Inside the Ring with Rebecca Ruber. And today on the show, we have a 24 year old boxer who's from Des Moines, Iowa, and is affectionately known as the Lincoln Giant because of his stature of six foot nine and status as a graduate of Lincoln High School in Des Moines. So his amateur career includes the 2020 USA Olympic trial champion, 2019 Golden Gloves national champion, 2019 USA Boxing Eastern Elite Champion, and five-time Iowa Golden Gloves Champion. Uh, With an amateur career of 28 wins, four losses, 10 by way of knockout, we have heavyweight fighter Antonio Morales. Welcome to the show, Antonio, and thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So I would love to start with you from the very humble beginnings. When did you first pick up a pair of gloves
2: and why?
1: Um... Well, first time I ever entered a boxing gym, I was around eight, and um, one of my favorite movies growing up when I was really, really young was Rocky, and I always thought that was just really cool, so it was always something I wanted to try, and then my mom found this boxing club uh, not far from my house, like I said, when I was eight, but I was only there for like a month before it closed down, and then about four years later, when I was around 12, the gym that... I finished the rest of my amateur career opened up and that's where I was ever since. And that was the, uh, Des Moines Powell police Athletic League boxing club. So, yeah.
2: Did you ever play any
0: other sports or was boxing kind of something that you always felt held a special place in your heart?
1: No, I played other sports. You know, I tried it all. I was, uh, I played football for a little bit. I, uh, played baseball, never, uh, never basketball, which surprises a lot of people, but, uh, even wrestled a little bit, but uh, mainly boxing was just the main focus for as long as I can remember.
0: Do you feel that you thrived more in an independent type of style sport rather than a group sport? What do you feel like is the major difference in an athlete that focuses on group athletics rather than individual independent athletics?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel like I thrive more in a, the independent setting just because. I knew it all came back on me, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, as far as like group settings, I mean, you can do everything perfect, play your heart out and it can, you can still end up coming short. Whereas, you know, individual sport like boxing, you know, if things don't go your way, you know what you got to do, what you need to work on. And ultimately it all falls back on you.
0: Definitely. Is there a moment in time that you remember where you came to this
2: realization that this was what you were meant to do?
1: Um, not necessarily. I mean, I just always loved doing it. I never really knew how far I could take it. Probably um, because where I'm from Des Moines, Iowa, boxing is not very big. So, like I said, I was mainly just doing it just for the love of it. But then probably into my later teen years when I started winning some bigger, tournaments and and championships I kind of realized like hey you know I could probably go pretty far with this.
0: Well how was the competition in Des Moines Iowa especially when you were going for Golden Gloves was it hard to find people to you know box against or was it or were there a lot of people competing at the time when you were in your amateur career?
1: No it was it was always uh extremely difficult just finding any competition I mean Even sparring, it was, I was, for almost all the big uh, tournaments and fights that I had, I almost went to all of them with virtually no sparring. So, yeah, it was, uh, for years, it was probably, I was lucky to get maybe two or three fights a year, you know, until uh, I'd have to go around to these big tournaments out of state where each fight, you know. Four or five times within the week that's where i'd have to rely on most of my competition
0: where do you feel like you got the most fights out of in regards to a state like what state close to iowa would you travel to to fight
2: hmm. uh,
1: probably probably kansas city okay. yeah, there a, yeah there was a few t- uh, kansas city actually does uh, pretty well There was a few times where I went there for uh, a couple tournaments and just little show bouts so did yeah, you that wasn't th- too far for me so did you
0: experience a lot when especially with golden gloves if you if you were set up for a fight you got there and the opponent just didn't show up
1: yeah uh, yeah that's happened a few times
0: and what motivated you to continue especially since you were only really able to get two three fights under your belt every year how?
1: What motivated you to continue this journey? Um, just the desire to fight. I mean, because I was remember feeling such a letdown from you know training for however long, and then just for I mean, what felt like almost nothing, you know, since I didn't get any fights,
2: yeah.
1: and I didn't really like feeling like all that training went to waste. So I was just like, you know, just stick with it. And then, you know, go somewhere where they, you know, won't have any choice but to give you a fight.
0: Well, clearly all the hard work that you did do paid off because now you're assigned with split team management. Congratulations. That's a huge step. Um, Are there any talks of your pro debut fight anytime soon? Is there anything you can tell us?
1: Um. Yeah, we were, uh, I'm still, I'm, I mean, I'm a split T, obviously, but I'm still unsigned to a promotion. Uh, hopefully within the next couple of weeks, I should be signed. And then more than likely, probably late September, maybe even October is when um, I plan on getting my debut. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. And what was the journey to finally being in talks with split T management and signing with them, did they come to a recent fight? Like how did that all transpire?
1: Yeah. So, um, my manager, David with split T he's, uh, I've been in talks with him for a while, even before I signed with him. He's, uh, cause he's seen me at a few of uh, the big tournaments that I fought at. And he's always expressed a great deal of interest in me and to my coach. And even before I, uh, decided to make the jump into pr- the professional boxing, he's yeah, always been in contact and has been just very helpful, very friendly. And I've always liked, you know, how he uh, handles things, you know, very professional and just stand up guy. So
0: that's one of the hardest things I feel like with professional fighters is you can, you can be a great talent, but if you don't have the, the right representation with you, you're only going to go so far. So it's great that you have that relationship with your manager currently and you guys kind of seem like you're on the same page and you have a good communicative relationship.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So what have you been doing to train for your pro debut that's been different than training for your amateur career? Uh, take us through like your daily workout routine.
1: Daily workout routine? Um, well, right now I'm out here in Riverside with, uh, at the Robert Garcia Boxing Academy. And um, I've been out here probably, I think, five weeks now. Oh wow! So, yeah, and um, honestly, it's not—it's not too different from what I would do back home. We do like one big main boxing session, mm-hmm. and then a few times a week we have like a strength conditioning session, and then you know just other extra things like running, all that. Just incorporate that myself. So, have you
0: finally found more people to spar with you at this point, or?
1: Honestly, no, not really. Still no, having trouble uh, with that. Yeah, i've been out, uh, only had one sparring session since being out here, so but they're uh they're making calls, and hopefully we'll get something lined up here pretty soon
2: yeah
0: um so since you've been training under Garcia, have you been given any piece of advice while training there that you can share with anyone listening right now that you thought has really impacted your fitness journey into your pro debut um
1: Yeah, just uh, one of the things they uh, ex- expressed to me greatly is just um, you fight how you train. So basically, it all starts in the gym. You know, what you do in the gym, the little things, big things, all of it is what you will take into the ring on fight night. So even on days, you know, when you're not feeling it or you're a little tired or, uh, you know, just sore, you still just kind of have to push through it because. You don't want to start to develop bad habits that you'll take into the ring on fight night.
0: Do you believe the way that you fought in your amateur career is there a is there a big transition between how your fighting style is as an amateur to how you plan on fighting as a pro? Because I, I do feel like as an amateur, there are differences that you have to make.
1: Not necessarily. I am looking forward to just fights being longer. You know, amateurs, you only get three rounds, uh, and sometimes only two minute rounds. So that's not much time for really anything. So, but, uh, in the pros, you know, I'll get even starting out. I'll, I'll probably do like four rounds, but then, you know, slowly work your way up, you know, six, eight, you know, 10 round fights. So I'm looking forward to that and just being able to take my time, you know, and just, uh, yeah. And then, and then just, Fill up that rather than because like in amateurs it seems like you just from opening bell you just have to go right at it and then just have you fill in the gas pedal you know all three rounds whereas uh, in the pros like I said you can just take your time with them more and just kind of set things up and just work.
2: When did you
0: realize it was time to transition from your goals being set on going to the Olympics to fighting pro?
1: Um, I. I'm not really sure because, you know, it was something I was thinking about for a minute. Uh, I won the trials, but came up short being selected for the Olympic team. Um, to uh, And then even after wow. I came up short being selected to try out for the uh, Olympic team, I considered still waiting to go for uh, 2024 because uh, Olympics has always been a big goal of mine. But. The more I sat and thought about it, I just kind of realized I didn't have much desire to stay amateur anymore. I just kind of got tired of it, I guess, and was also ready to start getting paid. You know, yeah. I started having to work and then just go to these amateur fights and tournaments for nothing. So,
0: yeah, that's smart. I feel like you just have to listen to what your intuition tells you and just follow that. Just follow your heart and. You have a great team behind you that 100% believes in this decision that you're making too. So, mm.
2: um,
0: so most people. So I'm 25. You're 24. Most people our age are going out. They're working a nine to five. They're they're not training to get punched in the face or being in a ring. Yeah. So, how do you find that balance of a social life, spending time with family, relationships? How do you find that balance, and how do you create a discipline in your life? That fights you through temptations of breaking that routine?
1: Um, it's actually not too hard for me. You know, I have a very uh very supportive family and just uh group of people around me that support me in all my decisions hundred percent, you know, understand the things I gotta do and the steps I gotta take to get to where I want. You know, even um even my friends, you know, back home you know that there are certain things, you know, I can't do or shouldn't do. So, you know, they don't put that unnecessary pressure on me to try to like, oh, you know, come on, man, let's go hang out or go get a couple of drinks, you know? Yeah. I mean, every now and then you know, we'll go just hang out and get some food or whatever. But other than that, you know, they know that that uh, I'm serious about this and, you know, I got to be disciplined and my... uh social life and home life just as much as in training
0: do you feel like you always had that mindset or do you feel like there was a moment in time when you realized like i really have to frankly get my shit together and focus 100 percent on boxing
1: uh no i've always been pretty good at having that mindset you know there have been a couple you know a couple times where you need to be put in check you know if you will but even uh I mean, even before I got real serious in boxing when I was younger, you know, I was always pretty good at just staying away from, you know, the BS and all the just, yeah, because I, a group of friends that I would hang around like to get into all kinds of trouble, so I was pretty good at maintaining that, you know, good uh, arms distance from them, you know, to have that good time and hang out, but just not get too involved into all the, you know, unnecessary bull crap.
0: Yeah. Do you have any advice personally, uh, to people that may be in a situation where they want to get into boxing, but just the crowd that they're around are just bad influences and they, they don't have that self-discipline to get themselves to
2: that next level. Um,
1: Yeah, I, I would just say this. I mean, go for it, you know, because all, all that other stuff, you know, whatever, maybe, you know, whether you want to go out and party and drink. I mean, that's. that, that, that That's not going anywhere, you know, that's always going to be there, you know, but the, your, your, the window you have to make something and, you know, whether it's boxing or even anything, you know, is very, very small. So you have to jump on that while you can. And, uh, you know, and, one thing I realize is, you know, from going out and, you know, getting involved in some of that stuff sometimes is it gets old. It gets really old really quick, you know, and then you realize that it's not really worth it, you know?
0: But walk me through your emotions leading to a fight and then getting in the ringer. Are there nerves anymore at this point, or how do you control those emotions?
1: Oh, yeah, always nerves. I'm always uh, nervous, always... Uh, You know I mean when I was first on out in Amateur and i was I was terrified, absolutely terrified, you know, and i thought I thought there would come a point where, after a certain number of flights or however many wins, they just go away, but not the case at all, being the opposite because you advance in competition and you know advance in your uh, level of experience. so that just adds even more uh Pressure, I guess you could say, but, but even though the nerves and, the you know, even sense of fear never go away, you learn how to control it, you know, and you learn how to harness it. And it's something that I've actually learned to love, you know, it's that, that feeling, you know, or if I get in my gut as I'm stepping up into the ring, you know, that's, that's the, That's where I feel most alive, I guess, is a good way to put it. You know, it reminds me that, you know, hey, you know, I'm about to do this. You know, I'm doing what I love. You know, and this is an amazing feeling that a lot of people don't ever get to experience. So, yeah, I actually now look forward to that feeling and I quite enjoy it.
0: Is there breathing techniques that you use as soon as you get into your corner or is it just more, you just talk to yourself in your head or is there like a certain thing that you do right before every single fight that you've just kept as part of your pattern, your routine?
1: Uh, Not really. I try not to get too into routines, you know, or uh, traditions, if you will, because I feel like that can also play a part of, you know, one day you don't, do your normal routine or normal warm up, you know, that can get in your head like, oh, you know, I didn't wear, you know, my lucky socks or whatever. So, and that can sit in the back of your head and really hinder your performance, even, you know, I think that's all that's more of a mental thing. But, uh, but I mean, before my fights, I really just like to be internalized, you know, and just stay within myself, you know, I kind of just. Even my coach, you know, he kind of learned how, how I like to handle it and kind of lets me go off and just do my own thing, you know, and get a little warm and then just, you know, put on some headphones. And you know if I start getting, you know, like, too anxious to work, you know, I'll take like some deep breaths. But usually, you know, I'm pretty good at staying, you know, level-headed and just, you know, keeping it locked in.
0: Okay. Well, right now we're going to go into our last segment, which I was explaining to you before we started recording. Uh, it's called Unboxing the Boxer. And pretty much I'm going to ask you as many questions as I can, a bunch of personal random questions that you may not expect, and you just answer them as quick as you can.
2: So
1: yeah, yeah. Are you ready?
0: Yeah,
2: All
1: no right. problem.
0: If you weren't a pro fighter, what could you
2: picture yourself doing?
1: I've always... uh I've always kind of expressed interest in kind of like I I don't know, like personal training or even like a sports science or sports medicine, something like that. You know, if I would have ever gone to school, I feel like that's something I would have gone for. So probably something in that field.
0: Do you feel like at some point, do you see yourself ever going back to school? Are you like, I'm done. I'm not going back to school.
1: No, no. I, I knew from a pretty early age, like high school was pretty much it for me. Then after that, i was just going to, use my body you know for whatever okay. i could
0: okay i know i came in hot with that first question okay some of these are going to be a little easier um, no, you're good. what's your favorite sports team uh
1: chicago chicago bears
0: okay favorite food pizza is that the food you go to as soon as you weigh in is that like you just crave pizza or is there a certain
2: food that you like to eat after a successful weigh-in
1: Yeah, probably along like if not pizza, like some kind of Italian food. or, like Italian food plus you know all noodles and carbs and stuff.
0: What is your favorite movie? Rocky.
1: Rocky.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um. Favorite musical artist. Ooh, musical artist. Uh, right now,
1: Band in the 1975.
2: Oh, so wait, is, that, is that the name
0: of the band or just like bands in general?
1: No, okay. that, that's the name of the band. The next oh. thing. Uh, They're like a, I don't know what kind of genre you call them, like an indie. Uh,
0: like alternative?
1: Rock, yeah, kind of.
0: Okay, is that like the type of piece of music you like to listen to while you're training or is that just something you like to listen to when you're laying low?
1: Um, I don't know, my music tastes very, uh quite a bit, you know, I don't, I like to listen more like kind of relaxing soothing, not necessarily like like uh like typical like cliche like heavy, hard, you know, amped up kind of I like, kind of things that kinda of keep me like relaxed, you know, and just
0: Is that just for like if you're hitting the bag or you're hitting bits, like it kind of gets you into like a into a rhythm that you can go yeah. with the flow to, okay. That makes Yeah, sense.
1: that's why I like more, you know, like that's a good way to put it, you know, rhythmic music, you know, rather than just kind of like heavy, headbanging kind of, you know, balls to the wall type stuff.
0: Makes a lot of sense.
2: Okay. Um, who is your favorite boxer currently besides yourself? Who currently? I would have to say
1: Canelo Alvarez.
2: What is your biggest fear?
1: Biggest fear? Ooh, um, heights.
2: Heights? Yeah,
1: Yeah, really don't like heights.
2: Uh, And your favorite holiday? Christmas. Thing that annoys you the most? Um...
1: It's kind of rudeness. I don't. I don't like rude people or people who just don't have common courtesy. Really, really bugs me.
0: That's a lot of people nowadays. So yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite animal.
1: Favorite animal dogs.
0: What is your favorite store to shop in? It could be clothing. It could be a food store if you're a big foodie. Uh, what's your favorite
2: store in general?
1: Favorite store. Um... Probably Shields. What is it? The Shields. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a kind of like a sporting goods store. They got like clothes and they also have like a bunch of just like athletic equipment.
2: Oh, like models or
0: like Dick's sporting goods. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Okay. Um, What
2: was your first job, if ever, if you had a first job? Let's see what works.
1: I, was, uh, I used to load packages for UPS in the uh, just back of trucks. That's all okay. I would do.
0: They probably loved you, just carrying all the big boxes. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah, this guy's going to be lugging all the heavy stuff. Um, what is your middle name if you have one?
1: I do not have one. I do have a hyphenated last name. Where's Rodriguez? Uh, Rodriguez is my mother's name and Ralph is my father's name. So but I do not have a middle name.
0: And if you could choose one superpower to have, what would you like?
1: Um, probably fly.
0: Fly? Go anywhere around the world? Yeah. And that leads I mean, I
1: hate airports and airplanes, so it saves a lot of trouble for me.
0: Well, that leads into my next question. Uh, if you could visit a country, what country would you love to visit?
1: Uh, Greece.
0: Favorite TV show? The Office. The Office? The UK version or the American version?
1: American.
2: Okay. <laughs> a favorite snack? Uh,
1: ice cream? I don't know if you call that a snack or dessert, but...
2: That's a snack.
1: Yeah. What's your favorite flavor? Ooh. Um, I usually just go with vanilla. That way I can just play around with it get different oh. toppings and all that.
0: Last question. This one's a bigger one. What is your five-year plan? Where do you see yourself in five years, whether it's with your career,
2: personal life, where do you see yourself at?
1: Everyway champion of the world. That's, I mean, really all I might see, you know, mm-hmm. definitely. And if not, you know, one of the top, uh, ranked heavyweights you know fighting for heavyweight title but definitely that's where well this is, to is myself for the next five years
0: well this is just the very beginning for you and i can't wait to follow your career and see see what you have in store uh so before we wrap up i'd love for you to shout out any social media handles that you may have anything that you'd like to promote before we sign off
1: um yeah, my Instagram, Antonio Morales17, A N T O N I O M I R E L E S17. That's like the same handle for everything. So, yeah, want to add me? Awesome. Good.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show, Antonio. We'll stay in touch and we'll get you back on as soon as we find out about a pro debut, okay? If yeah. you would like to All come right. on, I'd love to have you on again. And uh, we'll stay in touch. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Egg weights are the only hand weights in the world that conform to your body's natural motion. These weights are a boxing breakthrough. The palm-centered weights are the most balanced, compacted, and ergonomic shadow boxing weights in the world. They are specifically designed to flow with any striking form and are amazing tools for building endurance, power, speed, and mental toughness. Egg weights are now the standard for Olympic athletes, professional, and public boxing clubs across the USA and Europe. Get yours now at eggweights.com and use code Rebecca Ruber for 10% off. Hydrate, energize, and sleep better with liquid IV using the science of CTT. CTT enhances rapid absorption of our wellness ingredients into the bloodstream. 50 million servings have been sold. They are gluten-free, no artificial sweeteners, they're vegan, and U.S. orders ship-free. I personally have been using Liquid IV since 2019, and all their products not only taste delicious, but they are highly effective. They're great for hydrating before, during, or after an intense workout, needing an energy boost during that 2.30 p.m. crash, and their sleeping products will have you falling asleep within 20 minutes and have you waking up with zero grogginess. Use code REBECCARUBER25 for 25% off your whole order and free U.S. shipping. Goalie gummies are gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, and gelatin free. 100 percent natural and plant based, get all the age old benefits of apple cider vinegar in a delicious gummy. On top of having the benefits traditional ACV has, goalie gummies have additional benefits including superfoods, good taste, good smell, better for your teeth enamel, and they're easy to take. Use code RebeccaRubert for 5% off your next purchase. Remember, every purchase using these codes help the show tremendously, so please consider checking out these products. And if you decide to purchase, take a picture of your order and tag me at InsideTheRingOfficial for me to repost on my Instagram story. Thank you.